Ready? Ready? I'm going to do the Wayne's World. Ready? Ready? Okay. Five, four. Oh, shit. But I'm the... I'm the, I'm the greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time via remote contact using wires into the ground through the sky and a hamster tunnel dug between us and Galt, aka the safe house and the bat cave. My name is David Barry at DR Barry on varying social media platforms. I'm joined this evening by my brother from a Portuguese mother, none other than the icon, Mr. WrestleMania, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that you, you were like, I, for a second, for a second, I was like, which one is he going to do? Which, yeah, I know. <laughs> which is he going to meld? It was about to be finally, but I'm like, you've played The Rock plenty of times on the show. Let's go Shawn Michaels. True. That's true. <laughs> as, as opposed to me being like... I just said, you know, I just have one question for the listeners. Are you ready? And everyone's <gasps> like, yeah, yeah, we're kind of. And then I'm not going to do the ready. full, no, are you ready? Because oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think my mic can handle it right now. I'm not saying no, that. No, you would do it perfectly. That's why I wouldn't yeah, be able to. Then, then let's get ready to suck it. Suck it. <clears throat> oh, God, so, I miss you. <laughs> what you're wondering is, why are they doing a bunch of wrestling shit? Uh, mm -hmm. why are they wearing wrestling t-shirts uh, when this oh. is a comic book podcast? Normally, yes, the Capos Crusaders is a comic book podcast. You would know that if you went to thecaposcrusaders.com, our home on the internet, where you can catch all of our podcasts, our previous content, as well as the rest of the Nerd On family of podcasts, because we are part of the Nerd On Nation. Nation. Of now. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, we're not. The domination. That being <laughs> said, today... We got a special opportunity to review a wrestling comic. The two worlds collide. collide. I think that was a was worlds collide. Was that a was that was that a WCW the thing? Collide. It might have. Been. Oh no, yep. I'm not. Yep. Yeah, I'm not doing uh, Power Man Five Thousand. Who we uh, <laughs> my band opened for back in the day. <clears throat> anyway, um, no, we got an opportunity. Uh, we got reached. Uh, we were reached out to by the creators uh, of a comic, uh, the Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. Um, yes, it is exactly what it sounds like, which is fantastic. Right uh, we were reached out. Uh, they gave us the the first five issues. Issue six is going to be coming out here pretty soon. And they said, "Hey, we would like it, you know if you could take a look and give us your thoughts." And I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> like, because <laughs> funny story, a wrestling podcast that I listened to. I swear they talked about this comic previously. I think they know yeah. the creators. And I was like, again, just worlds collide, mm. collisioning, colliding, whatever it is. So. <laughs> Let me give you a quick breakdown of the comic before we talk about wh where we at. So, Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. I'm reading this little blurb here because the blurb is very well worded. It's a six-issue miniseries created and written by Ed. I'm going to butcher it. it. It's either Cunell or Quinell. I'm not sure. And Matt Enton of Suspicious Behavior Productions. The production companies they found in order to waste money. That's <laughs> their blurb. I love it. Uh, so... Um, the artist, Kendall Good, colorist, Gio Butler, letterer, Sal Cipriano. I'm awful at this. Um, edited by Brennan White and uh, production design by Conley Presley and Jimmy Presley. So it's available on Comixology. Nerdon.io slash Comixology. Ooh. Oh, there you go. So the, 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 the description that they sent, the little like, okay, you know, the hook, the hook, if you will, was... 
When a disgruntled professional wrestler declares himself galactic champion of the universe, a planet of alien wrestlers use it as a declaration of war. <laughs> it's it. This Perfect. is yeah. Perfect. It's I when I when when I told the Steve's that we were going to do this, I was like Independence Day meets WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly and he's like, what it was. He just gave me a thumbs up, and he's just in. Like, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> um, so like I said, it's five issues are out so far. We got to read the, uh, the first five issues. Issue six is coming out. Um, how can I put it? It's, it's a love letter to the seventies and eighties and th- the beginning of the nineties era of professional wrestling. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, it is, if you were ever a fan of NWA, if you were a fan of IWA, deep South, the, the territories, Mm -hmm. Uh, that existed before the modern wrestling that we have now um for those of you who don't know uh the the territory wrestling um first off you can watch uh dark side of the ring you'll learn a lot about this but it also learned a lot of fucked up things about wrestling yeah there's that too so (laughs) what what, what do you tell me steroids and drugs don't make for a happy ending what yeah um (laughs) so before the WWF, now WWE, because they uh, let their copyright lapse and the World Wildlife Foundation got it before they could. Pandas beat you to it. Pandas beat you <laughs> to it, Vince. Uh, there existed territories all over the country, actually all over the world, really. Um, they were wrestling territories. They were run by different bookers. Now, uh, a booker is in the uh, kayfabe sense. Kayfabe meaning wrestling is real. You Everything you do in the show is real. You're, if you break kayfab, you're basically breaking this idea that wrestling is real. So the bookers booked the the matches by hiring wrestlers, and but they were also writing the story in, in a way. They would tell them how it was going to go. You know, if you were booked to face this person, you were booked to lose the belt. Okay, cool. You, I'm going to face a Steve's, and Steve's is beating me tonight for the championship. And these territories existed, like I said, all over the the country, uh, the Bay Area, um, the Pacific Northwest. A lot of them in the South and on the East Coast. A lot mm-hmm. of wrestling territories in there. Um, and what would happen is wrestlers would travel from from territory to territory. Mm-hmm. And they each one had their own star. Um, and that star could go to other territories. And if you didn't have television, if you weren't a company that recorded a television show, you could basically put on the same show, have the wrestlers do different characters, be different things. And no one questioned it because there wasn't the internet. There wasn't TV shows where I'm like, wait, why is Hulk Hogan the bad guy here, but the good guy here. Mm-hmm. And how did he you know, wrestle the exact same match three nights in a row? Like you didn't have to worry about that before the internet uh, really became a thing. Um, Examples of those guys would be like Ric Flair was very popular in the yep. South in the seventies. Yep. Uh, the rocks dad, Rocky Johnson, he traveled all over different territories and his tag team partner, Tony Atlas, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Savage. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, the the Rock's cousins, the Wild Samoans. Yep. Um, so, and Mexico and Japan and and England, the UK also had their own wrestling territories. But what would happen is, uh, especially later on, um, Vince McMahon, head of the WWF, now WWE, basically started bringing all these guys together. He grabbed the top guys from each of those territories and functionally killed them. Um, by poaching them, he he br- he brought all the best. He brought the Randy Savages. He brought the Soul Man Rocky Johnsons. He brought the the Von Erics. He brought them all together, put them all in one place, which is why you just have this amalgamation of all this talent. So the 
back to the the task at hand. So that era, basically before WWF became the only name in town, um, is kind of what the where this comic uh, starts taking place. Um, we meet um, our main character, who's kind of a Rory. Yeah, he's kind of a how how would you describe him? Like as far as like wrestlers that you know, like he's there's some rock in there. A little there's, bit, yeah, yeah. There's. And some the rhyming he was doing reminded me of what Ric Flair would do. The jet flying, uh, limousine yeah. driving. He was doing in, that rhyme. And he got, like the sunglasses and the fur on the coat yeah. and everything. But it was, like a, it was like a long hair. Like he had long hair going. It, it was rock Ric Flair and I'd say a little, I wouldn't say macho man. Maybe a, mm. he, I mean, he kind of had a little, bit of, a little bit of everybody yeah. in, a, in a way. So, yeah. so his name is Rory Landell. Um, first off, I love, I love the first line when he... When, when you meet him in the uh, in St. Paul, listen up, Girl Scout. Rory Landell's on a mission in perfect condition. I was like, yes, yes. I was already sold on this comic. Already got so, the '80s rhyming. In already there. got the yeah, the '80s, the '80s, the 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 classic oh. promo. I got fists of plutonium. I got the fans of pandemonium. I was the like, over the top promos. Yes, <laughs> I was all about it. So you meet you meet Rory, who is the the top heel of this territory. So he's the main bad guy. Um, and basically, he is scheduled to win the title belt that night. Um, and what comes to pass is the booker um, basically tells him, no, like we actually, our rating is up. Our ratings are up right now. We're trying to go a little more PG, which is actually kind of the way Vince McMahon eventually took wrestling. Hey, we don't want the bad guy to win. We want the good guy to win. So the good guy is going to keep the belt. And that pisses off Rory. And so Rory cuts this amazing promo where he basically declares himself the intergalactic champion <laughs> of the universe. He's not just the world champion. He doesn't care about the world championship yeah. anymore. He is the intergalactic champion. Um, from there, that's that, walks that, out. Yeah, he walks out. But that TV signal bounces for years, for 15 years, and eventually is picked up by an alien ship. Uh, and that I, alien, I was laughing at this reveal so hard. <laughs> yeah, when he's when he's just like when he's like, "Come in, brother." <laughs> It was very the and basically what, what we come to find out is there is a planet of alien wrestlers and they are ruled by the champion of the universe, Manifest Destiny. Manifest Destiny. And he is a he is livid that an that a human has declared himself the intergalactic champion. So now they're gonna invade Earth. When when I read the the where he announces his name, I couldn't help but have Chris Sullivan's um Taser face voice in my ear. Taser face. <laughs> Manifest destiny. When he's wearing the metal mask and everything. It's metaphorical. No. <laughs> so the this and the the story then goes on from there with Rory being the a washed up wrestler who's drunk and doing these crappy matches. And the aliens have come now to Earth to find him. They put a steel cage around the planet and they are they are trying to find him. You've been challenged. Um the aliens are every good 80s wrestling stereotype. <laughs> There's a green-skinned communist wrestler. He's yep. wearing a singlet with a hammer and sickle on it. And he <laughs> speaks he speaks in Russian accent. He says, mean, mean no. why we... <laughs> exactly. He might go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, where where do we where where'd he go? We go find where him. Go, like, we find him now. <laughs> he's, they got this like classic, like, like stereotypical communist character. You have like the um you have the pretty boy wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You got you got the Ric Flairs. You have the 
the the mean monsters and the mass. You have the, yeah. the female dominatrix wrestler. Who well, I was um, thinking, I saw her. I thought of uh, I thought of a mix between. Um, oh, why am I forgetting her name now? The female wrestler who had her side shaved, blonde hair, with, um, the, with the veins and everything. Yes. Literally, as you said that, I see her, and then her her name left my name brain. goes away. Um, well, her Medusa, Medusa. I think it, it was. I thought a mix of her with um, Bridget Nielsen, who was in Rocky Four, who was Drago's wife. I thought of a mix of those two right. together. She was she with Macho Man at first when she first yeah, came out. At one point, no wait. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, Medusa, different wrestler, Luna Vacon. Luna, Luna. Thank yes, you. And she was with Randy Savage. Oh no, she yes. was with Bam Bam. She Bam, had Bam, Bam, that's Bam right. Bigelow because they both had the the she had the that's she right. had the veins and he had the flames tattooed on his head. Yes, Luna. Yes. Uh. Um, <laughs> you're thinking of um, sensational Sherry, who also had yes, yes, yeah. And Back she in the day. was and she was with with Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. That's right. This, she, is, this is the problem. We I knew we would just start talking about wrestling. <laughs> uh, so the. The, like I said, the, the aliens have, are all these different classic wrestling stereotypes. Um, and basically, they all fight using wrestling moves. <laughs> yes. It's it's phenomenal. It's it's first off, let's talk about like the the basics. The artwork is beautiful. Like oh, yeah. it's oh, it's yeah. it's fun. It's mm-hmm. bright. Um, it tells the story well. The the artist is really good at showing the motion. Like I knew every move they were doing mm-hmm. when the guy is suplexing the camel or no, he's got the camel at a torture rack and he's like yes. angle slamming him in the yes. desert. I'm like, I knew exactly what he was doing. Um, it reminded me of like the eighties cartoons for the eighties era of wrestling. Those cartoons they had of Hogan yeah. and it had that same style to it. When, when, where they have like the, the secret service and like a finger, uh, figure four leg lock <laughs> and like a Boston crab, you know, like they, they're doing all these wrestling moves. So clearly the creators of this comic, Clearly, just wrestling fans like out exactly. the wazoo. Like they, they get it's it's it was it's like it's it's like if Hulk Hogan and all those superstars of of Saturday morning wrestling were shot into space and started mm-hmm. an alien race. You know, this is of, them of wrestlers. Yep. Um, and the story is it it's it's fun. It's it's a little bit of the the redemption arc because we've gotten these stories. I've read comics like this before, darker ones where it focuses on that, the burnt out wrestler. And it focuses on that part of your life where everything hurts. You know, your, your muscle, your knee pops, everything oh, yeah. cracks. You got to get drunk to get into the ring. Mickey Rourke's f- character in The Wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're falling all over the place. He's basically doing like these dinner matches where he wrestles a little person and, and, he, and he gets beaten by the little person and he fucks up and falls out of the ring. Like, yep. He's doing these, it's, a, it's just to make a buck kind of a thing. And his manager was supposed to retire so long ago, but because he quit the company, he, the manager went with him and he had to keep working. You, 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 you see these like stories of how these wrestlers, some of them are made for life. You know, mm-hmm. some of them get out when they should. Yep. Um, you, you're wearing the shirt of Shawn Michaels, who he got out before he couldn't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, you hear about guys like, um, uh, Jake the Snake oh. and Razor Ramon and wheelchair bound alcoholic drug usage like mm-hmm. DDP saved both of those guys. By the mm-hmm. way, those are fun documentaries. When I say fun, I mean uh, you know powerful, not like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but you hear about these guys, you know, who go on to, I mean, I'm, it's, it's, it's taking this a completely very dark direction to go on to kill themselves, mm-hmm. kill their families. Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. um, the heart failure, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero so, die soon. Uh, China, China <clears throat> yeah. died very early. The, the, again, the, the, have you watched the dark side of the ring yet? I haven't. I need to. The, ben, the Benoit is a two-parter and it covers Eddie Guerrero. Mm. I didn't know that Eddie basically died in Chavo's arms. Uh, like Chavo was holding him as he died. His, uh, his nephew, for those of you who don't wear. It was so it's but, but they, you hear these terrible stories. The 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 concussions, the drug usage. And some of these dudes, they do get out. The rock. The rock got out and he's in the best shape. He keeps getting in better shape. <laughs> and he's very successful and he doesn't need to to run his body ragged like a lot of these guys did and still do. You know, there's there's some guys that once they they leave the WWE, the only thing they can keep doing is doing these indie shows and they can make it's, money. It's all they it's all they know. It's it's exactly. it's home. It's home to it's, them. It's the career they've they've the only career it's, it's if you make it as a wrestler, what else can you really do? I mean, yeah, you can act, you could personal train, but it's like mm-hmm. you want to be a fucking wrestler. It's an entertainment you know? factor. You want to entertain. You want to go out there and put on the show the way you know how. And the sad part exactly. about it is the minds can do it forever, but the bodies can't do it forever. <laughs> Which is why you get guys like, uh, oh, is it Boogie Woogie? Or is it so- Boogie Woogie? The, uh, Jimmy Valiant, mm-hmm. who he's like, I think he's in his 80s now, at least late 70s. And long beard, like he goes to the ring. He mainly does tag matches. And he may, he like maybe comes in and does like one or two moves. And then he like the jumps back out because mm-hmm. he's ancient, mm-hmm. but he can cut the promos. He's still sharp there. He's entertaining as fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you, you get that this guy was, he was Rory back to the comic. He was a, he was a big deal. He's the big heel in this territory. And then he burns all the bridges in every territory that he goes to. Um, and he just keeps fucking up because he feels like he was screwed over and he just keeps fucking up, but this is all he can do. And he's running out of connections and he's trying to you know, go to the last place that'll let him wrestle. Uh, I liked when talking about the artwork and everything and, and the characters, I liked the little touch they had on his manager, how he says he's been this Asian character and he's not even Asian. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. That's like, that's Yokozuna. Yokozuna yeah. was playing a Japanese character. The dude was Samoan. He's part of rock's yeah. family too. The guy was, yeah. had no Japanese he history. Was, it's, it's not, there have been Samoan Yokozunas. Exactly. He was not, he was not, <laughs> he was, he was not, not at all. A, he was just a big ass guy, and they're like, "Let's make him a sumo." Exactly. And then the playing of stereotypes, like you know, if you're Samoan, you've got to be this wild Samoan beast out of nowhere, the, the monster animal. It, uh, like we, we had three a three minute warning, uh, Rosie and Jamal, and yep. that was a great angle. But Rosie ended up having to turn and become um, uh, Umaga, 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 yeah. which was what a yeah. Samoan beast. Yeah, with the braids, and he'd have the makeup, and exactly. he'd come and attack you with his thumb. Which and, is what I respect know. for the Usos right now, how they are still. They're not like hiding the Samoan ancestry, yeah. But they're more true to who they, who they are. They're from the Bay Area. They did, yeah, they didn't. They didn't stay in that. Okay, you have to always wear the makeup. You no. have to always wear like no, like you have the tattoos. Yeah, but you are you guys, but you know your heritage. Exactly. You know? They they have the blend of they're being Samoan and they're Bay Area guys. So you get that mix of it there, which is yeah. the one thing you can say as time's gone on in wrestling is where, at least in some cases, it's less of that heritage culture stereotype. Yeah. Although it still yeah. pokes its head somewhere. In some oh, ways. I'm the the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, the yeah. It's like okay, what can you do? What else can you do with Japanese wrestlers? Kabuki. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's and when it's and it's it's one of those things where like their heritage, like especially like luchadors and stuff like that. Like they 
like that that like character and that like like celebrating their culture is very important. But then exactly. it's like, okay, how can we? And maybe they were involved in this. Maybe they weren't. When uh, when you had like super crazy and um, Ch- uh, not Chavo. Um, what's the other Guerrero? Uh, oh, um, shit. Juventud. Yes, Juventud Guerrero and Guerrero, actually. Juventud, uh, Super Crazy, mm-hmm. and Psychosis. And they come to the WWF and it's like, what, what are they going to be? They're going to be the Mexicals. We're going to have them ride lawnmowers. Right. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks. That might, was that their idea or was that someone being like, they're Mexicans? Right. Like, it's like, wrestling. At least like Eddie Guerrero, there was one where he had that stereotype, but he played it so well with his character. Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't he he played like he was he was he shared he shared his heritage, but it wasn't like all right, man, like you're gonna wear a sombrero and exactly. come out to the ring. You could sometimes tell, he would as in a fun way. Yeah, you could tell he was the one behind a lot of those yeah. creative angles, not someone telling him to do this. Exactly. Then you have guys like the Godfather, who okay, you went from he was Papa Shango, so you're <laughs> you're a, he's a wore a top hat and his face was painted a skull and he did voodoo, and then he was the Godfather, so he was a pimp. Yeah, right. And it's just like, hey, what other stereotypes can we like? Can we put this guy in? And and there was sometimes like there were like especially in the eighties like when you had like the Russian bad guy and the all American good guy like it didn't quite feel like you were grinding in like like as much <laughs> racism. But then you realize it's all there. It's all right. There. <laughs> so yeah, you had you had that. You had you had you know his manager in the comic who was Playing a heritage that he's not a Hawaiian guy playing an Asian guy, and he would do the super like stereotypical like like Asian accent and stuff mm-hmm. and with the Fu Manchu and yep. he was the evil Chinese guy. Mm-hmm. Like that was, they, 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 they touch on how, you know, how the eighties were kind of, Yee. you know, it's, <laughs> I know people like to be like, Oh, we're so PC and sensitive now. And it's like, maybe we should be maybe, right? some, some of these cases, things. I mean, like maybe this is a time where it's like, yeah, well, just because someone's from Southeast Asia doesn't mean they're going to strap a bomb to themselves <laughs> exactly, right? and be, and be a terrorist yeah. wrestler. Mm-hmm. But we still did that. Mm. Um, Iron Hussein. <laughs> when, the, when, the, when Iran is like, let's get together with Russia and we'll have our greatest wrestlers again. Iron Hussein. I'm like, okay. Remember, remember uh, was it, was it uh, Muhammad Hassan? Yeah. Yeah. When, when it was like, it was like just a few years after 9-11 and they had him and he's the heel character. And, he, and his, his manager would come out and yell in Arabic. Yes. When they, when they got The Undertaker. And he had his masked posse. Oh, no. And he had like the terrorist. But yeah. that was even worse is it was just after the train. It was the bombing. After the train bombing, yeah. It was like that. It was like the two days later. And it was like they had Taker on his knees, which it kind of resembled like a beheading, even though what they did was they just yeah. like put him to sleep or kicked him in the yeah, head. And they and like, like carried him out. Like, yeah. Like, and now quickly they killed out that character when Taker gives him the last ride off the off the rampway and just shows his body. You never saw that guy again. He never came no. back into wrestling. Yeah, they killed yeah. his character like crazy. Yeah, when it's just the the, the <laughs> it's like the stereotypes. It's very easy to build a character around stereotypes, and it's very easy to get cheap heat. And then what else can? But you it's do? but it's yeah, it's so shitty. It's so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it has no there's no depth to it. Yeah, zero creativity. Like some of these characters, like they they work so long. Like a character like The Rock. What what was the rocks like initially? Yeah, he was you they know, tr- he was kind of had the island thing. They tried yeah, he was Flex Cavana and yeah, then and became then, Rocky Maivia who came out with the colorful stuff and everything. With the, with the yeah, with the tassels, and then he was part of the Nation of Domination, which was the kind of like the the Black Panther-esque kind of thing. And then he broke off, and it was just he's you know, it wasn't about, you know, 
Like, it wasn't about a black stereotype. It wasn't about a Samoan stereotype. It was The Rock being the people's champion. He he, he carved this mm-hmm. character out of marble. marble. No, no pun intended with him being The Rock. And... <laughs> And he just created this character that kind of transcended all the stereotypes that they tried to use for him initially. Um, and and, and th- this comic, the, the way it deals again with the, the stereotypes that they were having to deal with, the, the female wrestlers, the way they were treated, the, um, his love interest, the way she basically says, you know, oh, I was loving getting groped by onion farmers for $50 a night. Like yeah. they, they, while the comic is fun and bright and colorful, it also deals with some of that darker parts of the world of wrestling that you didn't you know, see the, stuff the, that would happen in house shows or wasn't televised. Yeah. And again, the drug and the, the alcohol, um, and then the, the, the breaking down of their body, but also the way they get screwed, the way they get thrown out, you know, the way they get fired by organizations, the way they yep. get treated, Characters but it's almost like, anymore. we're done with you. Exactly, but it's almost like they then they then meet these aliens from a planet where like they would have been revered, you know, because <laughs> right. it's like on this planet everyone's a wrestler, you know, and like they're they're they have the intergalactic champion and and they're ruled by him, and so it's it's the, such this cool like real view of eighties wrestling and the way wrestlers' lives go to holy shit by the way we're now being invaded by aliens and they want to wrestle you because they want to unify the belts, <laughs> and also let's talk about the jargon. All the wrestling jargon <laughs> that's in here. Uh, at one point, there's a there's a scene where the crowd is cheering, and you see the crowd go "ooh ah," marking out, like, marking out. Yes, <laughs> like there's there's all these like terms, like be, kind of like behind the scenes terms, you, and especially the way everyone calls each other brother. Mm-hmm. All the brother, aliens call all each other place. brother. Yeah. Like yeah, it's you, you have all that, and then you 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 have these um these these fun like tidbits of like wrestling, like lingo just thrown in throughout the whole, the whole and, series. And then I felt like there's elements like you, you get like the eighties, eighties sci-fi or eighties, uh, uh, fantasy where like, I think it was issue three or four where it felt like, like it was a, like a d- day of the dead type scene where they're running away from all the wrestlers chasing after them. Yeah. It's like, or Car- like a John Carpenter flick where they're just mm-hmm. getting away from the, from the scary monsters who just are, are wrestlers of course. So like yeah. it kind of blended in that eighties genre of, Fantasy when it's, sci-fi. And it's in like the they they they're in like that rundown like water park, you mm-hmm. know, yes. and like the and like the wrestlers like are all like green and pink like neon and they pop out of the <laughs> yes. water. Like it's it's it it deals it that that whole gamut right there of the eighties, you know, late seventies into the eighties and nineties are just awesome. Yeah, like it was the 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 story is easy to get into, even if you don't like wrestling, even if you don't know a lot about wrestling, mm-hmm. it's not like you have to know about the territories and kayfabe and all of that. Like if you have any passing knowledge of professional wrestling, which most people do, they're just, you, you, you'll enjoy it. And, you know, and you'll get it where it shows where he goes to another territory where it's not as well off as the territory he was at before. And exactly. it, you'll, it'll click for you as you go through that. Yeah. But then it's also just this cool, like sci-fi story, you know, this, and this cool redemption, at least we think redemption arc mm-hmm. um, coming with a, you know, a nice peyote driven, um, uh, vision quest of, of sorts for him to <laughs> to beat his his issues and his alcoholism and to hopefully become a better wrestler again uh so the, the uh question for you the promoter in the beginning that we see later on did you hear vince's voice when he talked because i did uh, yeah i gave him yeah, vince's I, voice <laughs> i as i was yeah i know i read it and i was just it was just like you're getting you're getting a vince mcmahon voice i'm giving you a vince mcmahon voice right now. 
No, 100%. I was just like, ah, Rory. Uh, you blew off your yeah. match, didn't you? <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> You're fired. Like, I definitely pictured. No, I pictured Vince. Um, <laughs> when, and it's, it's, again, the visually, it's, it's, it's poppy. It's colorful. It's fun. Um, the story got, like, again, like the fun sci-fi uh, wrestling aspect, but also like the dark and, you know, the, the redemption and everything else. I'm, I'm, stu- I, I burned through this in like half I, an hour. I, I want, I want it to keep going. I want this issue to, the, the more issues to come out. I'm, yeah. I'm, so I'm it's, in- we, we only have one more issue. So I'm really hoping it keeps going from there. Like we get a second part or, and you know, some books are meant to be miniseries. They're meant to be six issue arcs mm-hmm. and that's, that's it. You know, it, does it need a TV show? Does it need a movie? I don't know. It's fucking fun. You know, I'm going to say I would like, love AEW pick this thing up and just try to do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like, it's just it's it. And we haven't even fully dealt with the, the you know, the issues of of his dad leaving. Like, no. Yeah. That when it, when it went back all the way to his dad being the wrestler and him living in the trailer park and his dad reminded me of Roddy Piper. Him. Like, I thought I saw some Roddy Piper poses the, yeah. way, they, the way they drew him. Yeah, when you, and you also, I mean, and this is also a cool way to learn a little bit about, especially the way 70s and 80s wrestling, like, that's how it was. You know, like, these people were seen as heroes, but a lot of them were underpaid, underappreciated. Well, yeah, like, they, they weren't collecting the paychecks that the big names no. are collecting now. No, no. Well, and, just, and just because, you know, you had the the fur coats and the cars and everything, a lot of it was a show. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys tried to live that life, and they, they, they couldn't maintain it, you know, because it was so expensive. But, like, they, when... um when like when a good guy and a bad guy like in the 80s 70s and 80s like good guys and bad guys like they were separate you know like now they all you know travel on the same plane drive on the same bus because we're kind of we know that it's you know it's fake but back then like good guys were good guys they drove with good guys they got dressed with good guys bad guys were with bad guys you lived the act like you had to live the act when you walked out yeah kayfabe brother that's where that's where it was so i think it's a really cool look into like the behind the scenes of wrestling a little bit also with just this amazing you know sci-fi elements like i'm i'm stoked i'm glad we got to read it mm-hmm. i was i'm really appreciative that they that they threw it to us because it is awesome manifest uh, destiny manifest <laughs> destiny um so here's what i'm gonna tell you one um first five issues are available on comiXology yeah nerdon.io slash comiXology Ooh. go go check it out go throw some support because i know it's right now there's also a lot of weird stuff going on with you know, with comic book stores, with with creators, if you can support creators in any way, checking out this independent comic, especially as it's ramping up to its sixth issue, great idea because it's fun. It's awesome. Oh, if yeah, you like wrestling, absolutely. if you like sci-fi, if you like just a good, you know, a good story, the a good story that flows. Like mm-hmm. it just went, I, at no point was I like, ah, that kind of, no, it didn't lag. I was just like, cool. I want to no, know it's what fast. happens. Yeah, it's a fast exactly. story. It's, yeah. it's a great pace. So you can get more information um about it from www.starburnsindustries starburnsindustries.com slash about you can get more information about them um you can check it out in comiXology it is uh invasion from planet wrestletopia uh you can't miss it it's not one of those things where you can mix it up with anything else it's very unique <laughs> like, you're gonna look at the cover and be like i think this is the one they were I talking think about this is it yeah this could be i see it. wrestlers like, in space who knows <laughs> this could be another one uh <laughs> But yeah, so six issue, six issue mini um, written by Ed Quinnell and Matt Enton. Um, check it out. It's awesome. Um, they do have social media, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. You can check it out there. Um, highly recommend it. Get oh, yeah. on it. Oh, yes. Um, and it, since it's going to be wrapping up soon, perfect time for you to hop in 
and get the you know get the whole story. You're not waiting on anything. Boom, it's going to be here. Um, so my name is of course David Barry at Dr Barry. Across from me, digitally uh, through wires. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The Zorian one, Anthony Steves. Bang bang. Uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to this little bonus episode. By the way, ooh, ooh. Uh, of the Cable Crusaders. Check out this comic when you get the chance. <gasps> Good night. <laughs>